0: Hello and welcome back to the What The Fork uh, review show A little bit of a different one today We're going for a review before the game Potentially half time if I can be asked And then of course full time Because the Sunland Central Scotland branch Is having a unofficial Unofficial? Me unofficial. and Phil
1: Yeah we're going unofficial We're going unofficial We've got the flag though
0: So we're going to be giving you like really bad predictions before the game And um, with me is, is Phil Wilson from the Sunland Central Scotland supporters branch Phil how are you doing? You alright? I'm good thank you Thank you Graham And Danny, how are you? Yeah, all good, mate. Good. Looking forward to it. You've got a mixture of uh, success on the show, to be honest with you, though, Dan, because you've had a 5-1 defeat, and I remember you came on after a win. I can't remember when it was, but are you feeling confident?
2: Uh, What was it? I think it was one of the home wins. Oh, there's the train. Oh, there's the train. Lovely. Classic on-the-fly recording. Uh, I'm not confident, but I'm not not confident. As I said before, I'm a classic on-the-fence sitter, so... Uh, I do think I do think they can put in a performance today,
0: but I don't know what that performance is going to be. I have a horrible feeling with that because Pompey's either the best home game of the season or the worst home game of the season. Um, obviously, people might just heard a train there. Hopefully, it hasn't cut out everything you just said there. <laughs> but that that is the benefit of recording, obviously, on a phone um, before the game, Phil. Obviously Patrick Roberts signed yesterday, Um, there's a lot of Ferrari, is that the word? Um, Well, Jermaine Defone and whatnot, um, but essentially he's not here as yet, might not be here at any point. Massive game, ultimately, what's your, your thoughts on the game today?
1: Yes, so obviously we've travelled down from Scotland in hope, and more than expectation, as it's usual. We're always hope. <laughs> we're, we're quite well practised at that. Um, looking forward to two o'clock when we see the team sheet. I think just now, obviously, you never quite know who's managed to pass the COVID test yesterday and, and who <laughs> hasn't. Um, but I would like to see Roberts on the bench, I, I imagine, if he's, if he's obviously just signed yesterday.
0: And, uh, yeah, we're always uh, always hopeful I heard the rumour that um, before, Dan That he uh, Pritchard obviously came off last week And that, that Pritchard has not been Well, I, th- I think it's best to say At this point in time when we're speaking He might potentially be 50-50 uh, Patrick Roberts, the rumour I heard Was that he actually signed Well, not signed Was been training with the team since, since Monday uh, we'll, we'll go with Patrick Roberts from the start Do you think it's worth sticking him in straight away? Especially if Pritchard's out?
2: I think, I think especially if Pritchard's out, yes. Uh, I didn't know... If he's been training, that's that's great. I didn't. I would expect him to be on the bench. I know Pritchard came off at half-time in the last two games or even early on in the last two games. So he's definitely been playing through something. Um, which is a shame because obviously he's been our best player for what, the last two, two and a half, three months nearly. So if he is struggling, then then yeah, why not? for? I know he's not played much, but if Roberts is fit and he's been training that long and he's... He's got another team and what they want to do and what Johnson wants him to do then we haven't really got that many options in that kind of creative role, so um I'd absolutely give him a go. Um see what see yeah, see what the team sheet comes out. But um we've got to try something different because I think creativity in the last couple of games has been lacking. I know obviously we can point at the defensive you know issues that we've had but also we haven't created a lot in the last two games
0: so you know, bring some fresh blood in, some fresh ideas, go for it. Why not? That's quite an interesting thing as well Phil um, I quite like doing this by the well. I just switched the phone at different sides of it It's quite fun um, Obviously at the time of speaking We don't know what the team is at the moment um, Which is probably a fuck up from my side But <laughs> so it's just like For ever the professional But um, we're coming up against a side today That defensively are actually pretty sound Especially over the past few games They don't actually concede many goals To Portsmouth Danny Cowley's made them Really solid defensively Especially um, from a statistics point of view And obviously speaking to Hugh Before the game He was saying defensively They're pre- sound but 5th least highest scorers uh, in the league or 5th worst whatever you prefer I don't know what the correct you would be they don't score many goals um, so potentially 1 or 2 goals could win it today so we need someone to pick the pockets if Pritchard is injured uh, how are you going with it do you maybe even go potentially playing Aidan O'Brien am I talking silly do you go straight with Patrick Roberts uh, well, I think we've uh, both discussed my opinion on Aidan O'Brien. <laughs> I, I, I wish I wish this was a video podcast because your face when I said the words <laughs> Aidan O'Brien, mate. it's like uh, I think you're going to say no, but carry on. We, we, we all
1: have our favourites, and uh, he's not towards the top of my list, shall we say? So no. I would imagine perhaps um, if we've got Evans back today to play in alongside. Uh, Neil, we've obviously got Winchester in there as well. I imagine Embleton would be the one to push in behind Stewart in a bit more yeah. of a creative role. I really hope Pritchard is playing because if if they are going to be defensively sound, and I know they play three at the back, um, so if Stewart's up against three of them, we're probably going to need somebody like Pritchard, who has got that ability to just find the the, the little pass which can which can get us in. Um, yeah, so twenty minutes or so, we'll we'll find out. I'm a bit I'm a bit worried that. The fact that he has struggled the last couple of games, he's he's come off that he's, he's not going to be he's not going to be starting today. Roberts just don't know. I mean, obviously we know we've seen him at Celtic, we've seen him uh, at Borough. Um, he's obviously not played a lot in the last year or so. I'd be highly surprised if he was thrown in from the start today. Um, but yeah, who, who knows?
0: Yeah, me too. I, I, I mean, obviously Patrick Roberts is someone now watched quite a bit. Um, unfortunately thought he was quite a good player for Celtic from my side um, Not hide my allegiances at all with that But I think you know he hasn't played very much And there's been a lot of comments about Defoe not playing very much Patrick has played about as, as little football as he as well But if he can play to the level that he can play um, What we saw at Celtic and then flashes at Derby I don't think he really did much of Borough but I think to be fair to Borough they, were, they weren't were exactly firing all cylinders when he was there. Another wonderful train here. Uh, we are recording at the Fans Museum by the way if anyone's wondering. I think yeah you know talking about Patrick Roberts he, he did do very well at Celtic. He obviously has got a lot of talent and I think it's a really great move Patrick Roberts I think Worst case scenario, he goes for nothing and he hasn't performed and he's been a waste of time. And, and we've seen many of them. Best case scenario, it works out. There's £14 million pound potential player playing in League One that could make easily make the set for the Championship. He's never been down this low. Um, I'm always seemingly a very vocal critic of Lee Johnson, which is, you know, football is full of opinions. But but Dan, I've got to be honest, I, I think, you know, talking of uh, the two signings that we've had this week, obviously, Danny Bart. Sadly, not called Bath, which gives you so many good puns. Um, but Danny has been brought in to plug the gap, um, alongside Patrick Roberts, who I think are both really smart, clever signings. I've got to give him a, a lot of credit for that. Um, how impressed are you by the the two players that are coming in?
2: Yeah, I think, like you say, on, on paper it's very impressive. Like you can you can, you can talk about rumours about other players and everything else, but if you just look at the ones the deals that have been done on paper, look very good. What uh, rumours were you thinking of? Uh, you know, I don't, <laughs> not to get on a tangent, but we'll leave a, a you know a Premier League striker out of the equation. But Bath Bart, whatever you want to call him, you know it's a leaky defence. Keep on the pun game, but <laughs> from thing i read online from Stoke fans and, and a big shit house defender, which is what this uh, Danny Bart sounds to be. And I, I, I'll admit I've not seen much about him, but just from what I've read. So again, on paper, it's recognising the strengths, and we, we, I think we talked about it in, in in our group chat in the week about you know the model of you know signing players with potential and selling fees, and that's the model, and that we're all behind that. But at certain times, you know, a twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one year old experienced player is exactly what you need, so that you can just go and get them if that's what you want to do. Go and get them, which is what he seems to fit, and then Roberts is kind of the other end of that, like I say. So yeah, on paper, good business, and and hopefully you know what we twenty-second still eight eight nine days of the window to go. Hopefully we can add to that. I do think we still have some more gaps to do, but the two players on paper, I think, uh, a really good. It's a really good business for Lee Johnson, and uh, hopefully we'll see the start of that today.
0: Talking about Danny Bart there, trying really hard to get the pronunciation right. I think it's pretty straightforward Bart, isn't it? As in The Simpson. Yeah, um, the Bartman. The Bartman. Yeah, oh, the Bartman. I like oh, it. What a, yeah, that's going to work. Um, but I think. Obviously, I don't know much about him. I'm not going to sit here and say I've watched his career in full, but I think he's been promoted twice from League One. He spent most of his career in the Championship. He's, he's captain teams to get promoted from this division. Um, on paper, that should be the big House Looks like Klitschko's third brother, centre-half, sort of tied up, Phil, isn't it?
1: Um. I'll also be honest and say I'd never heard of him before we signed him this week um, and I do consider myself quite a, a well-knowledged person on, on so do people I. within I, football. I heard
0: not about him, to be what fair. What I
1: did know is, you know, going back to the, the first season in this division that we've continually struggled with centre-halves that can deal with the kind of long throw-ins, corners, the bombardment that we get from some of these teams. Harsh on Glenn Leuven's. Glen Glenluvins. <laughs> so, looking at the team we have now compared to the team in that first season, there aren't many left. Um, I expect the Bartman is going to come in today. i would be very surprised if he doesn't, and hopefully can help us with that because we, if you look at the goals against column in the league, it's uh, you know it's way worse than everybody else. And you mentioned Portsmouth earlier on. Who are uh, fairly solid at the back, but struggle up top. I think we've got fifty-two goals going forward. Which I think is, we're the best scorers in the league, aren't we? They were thereabouts. Yeah. So we, you know, and uh, that that's absolutely worked for us this season. But we know we've got to score two or three goals to win a game, and mm-hmm. if we're going to get promoted, you can't, you can't, that can't continue. So yeah, um, from what we've read and what we've seen and what we've heard from fans of Stoke and and his previous clubs, that he seems to be. The kind of guy that we need to um, Get that defence tighter And and, and stop these easy soft goals We shouldn't be conceding goals like that
0: I think we we, I've praised Flanagan quite a bit on the the show Because of the form he's had But um, he has been really poor The last couple of games And I I think the problem is When you have a player that's that's shaky And makes that many mistakes The rest of the defence Especially when you've got an 18 year old Next to him Understandably, shits himself a little bit, and I, I don't think Flan- uh, Doyle's had a particularly bad couple of games. But it should be Flanagan, sort of anchoring players like that through it. Hopefully, Danny Bart will be the the one that comes in and doesn't. I'm not asking him to be Frank Baresi here, but I think all we need is someone that's going to guide a, a young, very talented 18-year-old through the rest of the season. And I think you know we've had four seasons of Flanagan now. I feel like I'm being really harsh because I do love Flano, but I think the past four games have shown that maybe, just maybe, he's not. There's a reason we haven't got promoted for the past four seasons when certain players have continued at the heart of the defence and hopefully Danny Bart remedies that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and well that's what we're looking for. It doesn't ask it's not too much to ask that a defender just defends and yeah. you know, if there's a situation to deal with, they just deal with it. They don't, you know, fall onto the, the centre forward and give a soft penalty away or turn their back on a ball which has been fired towards them.
0: Let's let's uh, let's hope he's the guy to, to sort that out. Cue him having an absolute fucking stinker now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Patrick Roberts yeah. staying on the bench. As I said, if people are listening and you, if, if if for some reason you're tuning in, 12 minutes in, we don't know the team lineup at the moment, and um, we don't know what what the lineup's going to be. We can have a, a vague guess, but um, I am
1: expecting a Stan Vargas kind of debut today from uh, the Bartman. So let's see what happens. Definitely
0: Kirsten now. <laughs> definitely Kirsten <cursed laughs> now. Um, I think obviously what we'll, we'll, we'll let people go before. Or uh, we'll go before the game we'll, we'll maybe catch up at half time To be honest, if it can be asked, if not afterwards So this could be a really contrasting podcast um, Absolutely massive game I don't think we can afford to drop points today Because I think it is that tight Might sound a bit dramatic But I think we can't afford to go four games without win If we want to get promoted automatically We've, we've done it once already this season We can't continue it um, But I predicted during the week a, a 2 nil defeat uh, Sorry, 2-0 win even And I think I'm going to stick with that Don't really want to change to it um, But Dan I'll come to you Before I go to Phil How do you see the game going today And your prediction
2: Yeah uh, I'm going to go 2-1 win uh, I've got my lucky socks on and As we've now dubbed in the Batman Score from a corner 2-1 win I agree I'll with take it.
0: Decent. Not bad And yourself
2: Um f- Well, first of all, I'm quite superstitious, so
1: I've found... uh, Oh yeah, that way when you
0: look the underpants today. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) giving predictions has not worked out for me well in the past, so how about I text you the prediction and then if it happens we can obviously get back together after the game and see if I was right. Text me just now
0: And he said 7-0 something (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry
1: just before we finish as well I did promise our branch Membership secretary Neil Emsley A happy birthday Happy 65th birthday today Neil I hope you're having a good day back up there in scotland is he 65 did you promise
0: says age as well <laughs> 65 it doesn't look doesn't look too bad for 72 to be fair but uh but yeah happy birthday neil and if everyone's listening um we're speaking from the fans museum today i'm sure many of you know what it is um phil's managed to squeeze himself into a match-worn connor wickham shirt today believe it or not connor wickham was a small and um, didn't look that type but it explains a lot of things um but yes fingers crossed we come back after the game or half time and things are looking a lot better but dan thanks very much phil thanks very much Well, we said we'd be back in there half-time, but we decided... Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Time. Hang on. Brilliant timing there, that was. Um but we said we were going to record it at half-time. We don't know whether that's going to be the case. So uh, we've just got the team news. Um, and considering the first 15 minutes was all got chats about Patrick Roberts and Tom Flanagan not playing, we have uh, decided to come back. Um, obviously, the lineup is as follows. I believe it's, it's Hoffman in goal. It looks like a back three or back five, whichever you prefer, Phil. There uh, Flannor, Callum Doyle, Danny Bart. You've got your wing-backs look like Gooch and Serkin. And then the middle, Dan Neal alongside Corey Evans, who's the captain. Then you've also got your forward line of Embo, um, Ross Stewart and Leon Diagu. Not really what we expected, especially when Pat Roberts on the bench. What's your immediate reaction, from?
1: Yeah, as I
0: said earlier on, it's always a
1: bit apprehensive until we see the team news at at 2 o'clock. I'm really disappointed. Pitchard's not playing, I think, uh, with Portsmouth being so strong at the back. He was gonna be the one that has been finding those little bits of magic to, to find the space in so Embleton's gonna be the one today to, to take on that role um, I am I am pleased to see that we're three at the back I think we've struggled when we've been a, a back four so it should give us um, something we can match them up with and um, Evan's back in the, into the centre of the park as well, I think is a good thing. So, focusing on the positives, uh, we, we obviously can't worry about who's not there. We have to look at
0: who is playing, and there's enough there to go and win the game. Are you leaving the negatives for me? Sorry? Are so, you know, you're leaving the negatives for yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. I, I, di- I did sound quite muffled there, that's because it's turning into the North Pole, I think, uh-huh. in the last, uh-huh. what, 15 minutes since we recorded. Um, we spoke a lot about Flanagan in the sort of 15 minutes beforehand and obviously he's going to have a storm now that we've had a bit of criticism of him but I think we were probably quite surprised to see Flanagan in there but the formation's changed you touched a little bit before on Flanagan and kind of his form we all did really do you feel a bit more confident with him in a back three? Well it's um. He's been playing In the middle of the three You know With, with Wright uh, To the right of him Because it's like a back four That switches into a back three Isn't it When Bailey Wright's there So I suppose we have been playing Almost with a back three In a way Haven't
1: we I imagine Flanagan is going to move To the right He's going to take Wright's position And, yep. and, and uh, the Bartman Will be uh, in the centre of the three, with the Doyle to the left of him. So, again, a slight change up as to how that's going to work. Because Flanagan has been playing as the main man, but my my worry has been that he's he's not been able to deal with these these uh, these big centre halves. So, yeah, we're a bit in venturing into the unknown because we got we got a debutant in there at the back, and we we've got a lot of expectation that the. Uh, the holes will be plugged Graham
0: I think that's supposed to be to Flanagan as well I don't know if this being actually sounds quite offensive to him to be honest but I think if Bailey Wrights fit surely Flanagan is dropped isn't he yes I think that's fair to say he's,
1: he's he'd be the first one to say he's been to blame for a couple of the goals in the last few games uh, silly mistakes um, and yeah he's got I guess a a lifeline
0: there that that ride's not fit which is a disappointment but we go with what we've got and uh, we do sound quite anti flannel on this podcast today I have to I have to point out that from my perspective we are sort of pro-Flano he's the first person to be honest and hold his hand up and say he probably would deserve to be dropped but good performance today and then you potentially go well you know he's had a blip but he's, he's back on form it's certainly he's certainly not had that bad of a four games his seasons written off as it. We just need to see a bit more of the start of the season, Of flannel, rather than the end of season flannel or middle of season flannel. Sorry, you'll always get a hundred percent from him. Nobody can ever doubt that.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> you're struggling, aren't you? <laughs> I don't want to he's speak nice ill of lad. anyone. Yeah, he's a. I'm sure he is a nice lad. I like his hair. He's probably the only one <laughs> left now of the you know that first season which I was alluding to earlier on, who's
0: uh, still still there. We're still here. Put the two and two together. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I I think with Flano, I think you know, prior to maybe the past four games, I would say he's been one of our better players in a not really odd way. But again, that's the people will point to Flanagan playing as being one of the reasons that we're still in this division, I know that's some people's opinions but Tom if you're listening before the game which I highly doubt, putting a performance that you've shown at the start of the season you've definitely got it within yourself but but Dan I'll, I'll bring you into the conversation as well, um, Lyndon Gooch coming in for a lot of criticism over the past few weeks, he's gotten a right back, um, well right wing back, What's your thoughts on the lineup, including Gooch on the, the right wing position?
2: Yeah Some of what Phil was saying um, Obviously we'll see How they actually line up And the, in, with possession Without possession We'll see what they do But I think I think you're right I think, I think Fanning Gunn Will move over to the right And I think Bart Will just sit in the middle And he'll just Hopefully just sh- house and Marshal that back line Head shit and kick shit Yeah exactly Exactly <laughs> what we need uh, Which might help The two either side of him Doyle and Fanning But I think if you look at Gooch He's just, again. He's one of those players. We know what he can do and what he can't do. And he he went through running games. This when he came back from his injury, and he, he was poor for a while. In a running games, where he got a couple of assists, and he was looking really good again. But then again, last couple of games, he gets back to his frustrating self, where he's too wasteful. Um, I I just think he's too selfish sometimes. Head down, not enough focus on what he's doing. But I think playing right uh, wing back, wing back, I think he's actually better because I think. It, it sounds it sounds silly, but like the more space he's got run into, the more time it gives him to think about what he's gonna do. <laughs> Starting from further back and then running forward. I think he's got more time to think about what he's gonna do. So I'm hoping and he's quite a streaker player. We talk about, you know, streaky Johnson, but Gooch is actually quite a streaker player in my eyes and I yeah. think today could be a hopefully a start. of him. and he we look at the passing we play reports with and I know we you know, you talk about the you know the fuck the antics we've had with McGuire and Catamall and, you know the fans and that in the past but And I think Gooch is probably The one person in the squad That actually Because he's been here For the, the lack of time He's been here Will hopefully Get into this game From that side of things as well and Not Nothing daft But you know Get out for it And actually try to prove himself So I'm hoping he can come back In the form um, I think he's good on the right Because we know He can go both ways When he gets it right When he cuts on his left He's good When he focuses And he gets some space On the right He can beat a man And get a ball in For Roscoe Or whatever So Yeah I mean It'll be interesting to see how they actually do play once. I know we've, we've got the lineup and we can think what they're going to do, um, but come 3 o'clock it might be different. But yeah, I just hope Gooch can get back onto his, his form where he just focuses on, focus on playing, focusing on beating his man,
0: getting the ball in the box and getting stuck in because that's what, that's what he's good at. So, Lyndon, if you're listening, stop fucking about with it. <laughs> yeah, stop exactly. it out. And hopefully we're eating our words at the end of it. Um, because the, the the lineup was so different than what we well not so different it's not completely different but it's not what we expected if we're honest. Um, there's no Patrick Roberts on the bench. Uh, we don't know if he's injured or anything like that. We might find out by this point that maybe he's just not fit enough or maybe he didn't want to put him on the bench so soon because he only officially signed yesterday. Um, the bench is a bit stronger than it's been in the past few weeks. The lineup's a little bit different than what we expected. I think you said before the game two one. Are you sticking with the prediction?
2: Yeah, I'm still going to stick with it. Um, like I said, yeah, ideally we would have had at least Pritchard or Roberts, one or two, or the both of them on the bench or in the starting line but um must be injuries, must be something like that. You you would think, but you know we've got at least Winchester on the bench. You know, I wouldn't say he's a natural thought process as a game changer, but he is a good solid option to bring on to change things around because he is versatile. Um, You've got the unpredictability of Kimbioka and Diamond and the pace and the power there. The they've chaos got, of Kim The Biorca. chaos. So, yeah, I'm going to go with 2 1. I, I, do think, I do think we're going to tighten up a little
0: bit. We're probably still not there in terms of clean sheet, but yeah, 2 1, still going for it. Phil, you said 7 0 before the game. <laughs> um, does the lineup change your opinion on that? Just to be clear, I did not predict any scoreline before the game because that I'll brings everyone, bad luck
1: upon us all. I show everyone the Photoshop text. <laughs> Uh, I am less confident than I was Before we saw the team use Mainly because Pritchard's not playing I thought he was going to be the one to find The uh, the bit of magic today But um, as I say, still
0: still full of hope We talked about Roberts maybe coming in I think Pritchard's a massive blow, Regardless and we said maybe that but We kind of half expected it We said could Roberts come in and change it Roberts not even on the bench um, Make it less confident Are you surprised by that?
1: Yeah, we don't know the reason behind it, Why he's not there, as you said earlier on. Perhaps he's, you know, he's not fit. Um, looking at the bench, I guess Winchester may be a little bit unlucky to find himself on the bench, given what he's put into the season so far. They brought Evans in because of experience, and the fact you know maybe Dan Neil, you know, as, as good as he's been, needs a little bit of a experienced head alongside him just to sort of control things. Uh, well listen, Sunderland at home, Stadium of Light against Portsmouth, there's nothing we should be really worried about.
0: I meant to be recording and saying welcome back but nonetheless I forgot to press record so welcome back, Um, we just had a fantastic, fantastic 15 minute spell um, where Danny basically spoke for ages and I just didn't press record, not on purpose but we're back, we're on the train, I don't think I've ever done this before the ambience, I don't know if it's going to work, hopefully you can hear us Um, (laughs) Phil you've got a can open, how are you feeling, you alright?
1: Yes, I'm feeling good, Uh, nice Hazy Jane brew dog here by the wee celebration on the train home, uh, those last five minutes were getting quite tense. Wondering if we would do a Sunderland and uh, just obviously throw in a goal just to uh, appease the opposition. But we uh, we didn't do it, so happy days.
0: And, and Danny, I'm going to pretend I didn't just ask you about <laughs> <laughs> four or five questions. How are you feeling? You all right? Yeah, exactly the same. Uh, big win, big massive win.
2: Uh, clean sheet was the most important thing today, I think, as well as the three points. But I actually felt confident in the last 10-15 minutes, I didn't think we were ever looked like doing anything daft, I thought Danny Barr, as we've just been talking about without being recorded, I think he, he brought that confidence and that kind of solidity to us at the back. Um, yeah, I thought once we got the goal, and sitting in the second half, they they offered nothing in the second half, but I think he was just kind of playing sitting on the back, it was do the, do, do the simple things
0: well, get, get it cleared, and that's what we did. Phil, um, I think by most people have obviously given Man of the Match to Danny Barber lost it. We'll come to other players as well. I think there's some good performances elsewhere, but obviously he was probably the standout. What did you make of his, his debut performance? You said maybe a Stan Varga performance. I don't know if it was quite <laughs> Stan Varga, because that is quite a... Yeah. The, the player himself is not maybe a high mark, but his debut certainly was. But it was a good one, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, obviously put a quite high bar out in the pre-match part about a Stan Barger uh, 26 7-0.
0: <laughs> I didn't say that I said uh,
1: I would tell you what we would do and I, I actually said 1-0 and sure enough it was but uh, you know he, he, exactly what we've been looking yeah. for it's only one game and we should remember Stan Barger um, didn't ever quite repeat his debut performance <laughs> <So> <laughs> we should be wary of that um, but he appears to be what we've been lacking for the last four seasons never mind this season just somebody to Five seasons, deal with know, it, deal yeah. with the balls at the box and when it, we will come up against teams who will have these big centre forwards and they'll throw the ball into our box, throw-ins, corners free kicks and we need somebody who's going to deal with it and hopefully first impressions are good.
0: Big fan of him just clearing people out like two or three times <laughs> like, like they weren't even there I was just like, that's great, thanks, if you could do that more often that would be fab um, It wasn't like the ideal performance Danny like it wasn't perfect but it was definitely I think if I was to use one word it was gutsy um, few unsung heroes in there as well uh, for me the first one I'm going to pick out it's probably Leon uh, Leon diaku uh, nothing really came off from going forward but I thought he ran his bollocks off uh, you agreed with me on that what, what did you make of his
2: performance yeah is yeah, a good word for it I think the front three um, it wasn't the best creative game I think we missed Richard as we said before the game that was a, a good telltale sign but Embo, Jacko, and Stewart, to be fair to them, ran the bollocks off closed down. Jacko, especially in the second half when, he's, when he switched wings, just hassled them, hassled them all the way through the game and I think that's what they needed to do. Like the, the few times he won it, yeah, his quality wasn't good, but he did give them a moment's peace. There was a couple of chances in the first half that probably should have come to, you know, either a goal or a better chance, and obviously the goal came, itself came from closing them down. So I mean, you, you can't ask for much more than that, even if quality is missing, as long as you, as long as you hassle them and play them around, they, they weren't comfortable at the back on the ball, and they, they, and they kept trying to play it, um, but as soon as you got in front of them, Roscoe did what he does every game, but I think Embleton, to be fair, I don't like him playing at wide, and it, to be fair, he moved around quite a lot, but again, it was just that closing down, hassling them, pressuring them, and that's where we got the opportunities from, uh, one, one turned into a goal, the other, there was two or three more that maybe should have done better, but... Like I say, Unsung is the right way to do it, because it was just like, maybe not the best quality, but effort was there, 110%,
0: so that was really good. I feel there's a lot of players who like, um, again, Unsung Heroes, I think Dennis Serkin was really good today, I think Doyle was terrific. I think it was a really mature performance from effectively someone just legal to drink about a month ago, um, which I think is really, really superb. And, and, and I think he's a great player, I think he's, he's one of those players you can see he's going to hit a much higher level, he's... In terms of genuine raw ability, I think Callum Doar is one of the best we've had since we've been in Division 3. Um, in regards to Unsung Heroes, is anyone that we haven't mentioned feel like you feel deserves a bit of a mention?
1: Um, have we mentioned Evans?
0: Have we mentioned... Uh,
1: no. I, second half in particular...
0: Uh, he was good, actually, yeah. He
1: went... First half it was a struggle. I think nobody really enjoyed the first half. They were pressing us really high. We, we couldn't get our wing backs forward Guchin could not get forward they were, we were stuck in our own half obviously we, we pressed them for the goal uh, into a mistake which was great but second half I thought Evans just went about his business and all of a sudden Certainly, the last half hour he was it, we were suddenly winning those second balls, and he was getting on it and he was doing the simple things. Great to see him last ninety minutes as well, which uh, you know he's not. He's obviously struggled fitness wise. Never going to do it again, is he? <laughs> I hope. Sorry, hopefully, I will. Hopefully, I'll you will.
0: forgive you if you bring your brother. <laughs> Immediately.
1: So yeah, unsung heroes definitely. Um, we know, you know Daniel's very young. Um, he's got a lot of ability, but I just haven't. Evans doing the 90 minutes alongside him today and he got the nod over Winchester as well absolutely vindicated
0: Yeah it was a big shout that I think um, not so much taking Winchester out but playing Evans above Winchester because I think Winchester might not win it but he'd been there for a shout for player of the season so far probably Winchester and he's played in two different positions and equally been very good so I think Big shout not to bring him in Especially them being Because I think he was only suspended wasn't he Originally I thought he was injured But he was suspended last week Because um, of his red card against Lincoln um, Not very many hairy moments In the game to be honest I, I felt we would die the first half If I'm honest It was it was really poor But ultimately I can't really remember Too many chances that, that Pompey had um, Their fans were very quiet I felt Which like em or them or of them They're not normally like that in terms of um, performance, I think Portsmouth probably had a little bit more possession. I think officially they had more shots, but less on target. Um, it was a relatively even game, but I felt like we were just, especially in the second half, Danny. We were picking up, we were picking up those loose balls, and we've touched on Evans before, but I think ultimately it was desire that won the game, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. And uh, just
2: touching on Evans there, I think what, what I enjoyed about him in the second half, particularly, was he just seemed to be everywhere, which. For a man of his age And fitness was quite surprising He was covering both full backs A couple of times He was down in each corner Covering the full backs But also Dan Neal I know we've, obviously He's got the plaudits This season For his creativity And that But I think today He played a league one game The way that sometimes He needs to play it In terms of he, he got stuck in And he won some headers He won some tackles And he won Some second balls Which shouldn't really be his game Because obviously His game is getting the ball down Picking out a pass And pinging it around But I think over the last couple of weeks, where it's been, it's been a struggle for Dan. He's slowly starting to realise what else he can do in terms of helping the game, and maybe that's because of Evans back in. I don't know, but that's that was what the second half was about in terms of because I mean, they didn't have a chance second half. I don't, I don't recall them having a shot second
0: half. Um, was that header really that from Flanagan's mistake? Yeah, again, again, he, chance, he had a couple,
2: couple of, of slices again, but it was Evans, Evans, and, and uh, Neil in the middle. And it was, as I said before, Jack coming back and even Goose to be fair, I mean Goose didn't do a lot again either, either end, but when he was there I went on 1-1, in the second half he generally did, first half he was caught out in position a couple of times, I mean I was sat on the southwest corner so I could see down that there left wing, there was a couple of times he was no man's land and if they played the right ball he was a bit out, but yeah second half I think everyone just kind of got stuck and even, even um, Aidan O'Brien when he came on, I think he always, for, for like, 10 camera. minutes I thought that was brilliant because he we were saying about it before For 10 minutes he did exactly what he wanted to do he, he won the ball He held it up He played it at the right time Or he won the free kick and I thought it was tremendous So yeah Second half it was just about Not backs against the ball It was just Just this game management Which is what we didn't do
0: last week It's what we've not done In the last couple of weeks And we did it actually For 45 minutes today. So that's really good It was the opposite In terms of game management To, to last week Annoyingly though Aidan O'Brien did do well When he came on And uh, literally about 2 minutes beforehand Said you know what it is 10 minutes to go You've got Aidan O'Brien, Now you've got Jermaine Devore that comes on, who you haven't. And now we haven't mentioned him yet, however, Aidan O'Brien did quite well today, so well, well done Aidan. Um, Danny, there was one thing we were talking about that we were a little bit worried about before the game, and uh, it revolves around our last trip, uh, branch trip that we had, uh, which I think was the Ipswich. Um, obviously we have our friend who travels all the way from the Isle of Lewis, by the way, that's fucking miles away, for you. those of you who don't know. Um, we're quite pleased to see that there's no one smoking on the carriage, Danny. Can you remember what happened last time? I can't remember. What happened again? Just for the viewers I'm who so don't know? The viewers. Uh, the viewers? The
2: listeners. Long story short, train back to Scotland from Newcastle. Uh, one of our drunken friends from the opposite, well, the wrong side of Newcastle, sporting teams was on the train. Decided to smoke on the train. That's a non-smoking train one of our branch members decided that's not going to happen it's a non-smoking train and politely politely told him to put that cigarette out in what way
0: well <laughs>
2: just Justifiably. fire just to fire just picked up on the recording
0: yeah. when we say asked him to put it out politely stubbed it out on no. his forehead the players
2: <laughs> if you play with fire you're going to get burned that's that's <laughs> the lesson that's the lesson we learned.
0: Um, I still don't think that lad's made it on before. No, no. But yes, if someone smokes on the. We wouldn't advocate that, of course. But. <laughs> But um, yes, it's a it's a tiring journey for My Love Lewis, and patience can be tested.
1: Don't don't mess with the Central Scotland branch, is what we're saying. Yes,
0: pretty much. So it's been a bit of a different pod, um, as I'm sure people have noticed. Hopefully, you've been able to do to it not been too much background noise, and I've edited this sufficiently to your your listening pleasure. Um, but as always, I always have the same question every single week. Danny, I'll uh, I'll come to you since I'm with you at the moment anyway. What does the result mean in the context of Sunday's season? Um, I don't know what it
2: means in terms of I think. it's it's massive to stop the potential streaky nature of Lee Johnson's stereotypes I I mean I don't really go along with that I don't really buy into that but obviously three games without a win two draws and a loss whatever it was that was the importance Um, possibly not necessarily a big rival in terms of playoffs at the minute or promotion at the minute but home game three points clean sheet so I think the importance, that's what it That's what it gives us. I think it gives us a confidence at the back to keep a clean sheet again and to not get into a run of, of, of defeat. So I, I do think it'll give the lads a bit a of confidence to go back into these these bigger games. Because no matter what you say about being in League One, it, it is one of our bigger games in terms yeah. of, like, that's what we've got to get it for because of the history that we've had, since we've been down here. So to win it, and to win it, even though 1-0, but still pretty comfortably, I think it'll give the lads um, a good bit of confidence and hopefully a good kind of foundation to now go on a good run of a good streak of
0: of back to back to winning ways hopefully I think when it comes to um, performances you all want to have the chef wed performance where you've like dominated a side that should be up and around you Um, but I think after the past few weeks you know Wickham Lincoln and of course, Akron and the kind of defensive messes that we had in a few games it's probably what you would want, I suppose, is, is that kind of performance that's not perfect but gritty and ground out and ultimately, like you said, Danny, a clean sheet. Same question to you, Phil, before we before we shoot off and enjoy whatever it is that you're drinking, I'm going to have water, uh, being a good lad on a diet. But what does the result mean in the context of Sunday season for yourself? Well, we came down this morning on the
1: train and it was all about three points today because we've come off the back of a few difficult results. It was about four for me, <laughs> if you remember rightly. And yeah, it wasn't the prettiest performance, but I've been long going on about just getting the defence sorted out because we cannot be going into games needing to score three goals to win them. And today, as I say, hopefully it's uh, it's the start of things to come that we're, we're now going to be a lot more uh, harder to score against, no silly mistakes that we've seen in the last couple of weeks. So yeah, going. I mean, we're, we're second, we're joint top, we're level on points. Um, yeah, the top of the league. Um, we've got Bolton away, we've got Doncaster home, and I think Cheltenham away. Cheltenham that next two games. So you know, um, looking at those three fixtures, as Dan said, we, we should be coming out of today with confidence, and now looking at those three games. If we can get another one or two bodies in, um, if their initials are JD, then so <laughs> be it. If they're not, then whatever. But uh, we're in a good place to, to push on. Happy days. I
0: hope it. I uh, hope it does begin with JD um, a lot. Jack Go Diamond. P- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Change of your mind. Um, no, sorry, Jack. Um, but I also successful bunched up third home game. We've been to third win, third clean sheet. So if anyone wants to donate tickets to us for the rest of the season, even though I do have a season ticket, some of us don't, you'd be more than welcome to do so. Um, Of course, I've been Graham, Danny's been Danny, Phil's been Phil.